Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are coming to you live from the Quicken Loans Studios. National Mortgage Lender Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. They got that rocking mortgage. It's fantastic. It is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Send the tweets. Send them hot. At Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N. Well, I tell you, I've read some ironic stuff in my day, but this one takes the cake. Let me quote something for you here. Quote, so let me guess this is cool because they had to do what was best for the franchise, right? Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Traded this man while he was literally playing in the game and had zero, in all caps, idea. I'm not knocking who traded him because it's a business. And you have to do what you feel what's best but I just want to change this narrative to start to get all capitals, real change, real slash change, and not when a player wants to be traded or leaves a franchise that he is selfish slash ungrateful player. But when they trade you, release, wave, cut, etc., etc. It's best for the team. I'm okay with both, honestly. Truly am. Just call spade a spade. End quote. It's LeBron James a couple days ago. And he had a video of Harrison Barnes who was being traded to Sacramento for Justin Jackson and Zach Randolph during the game that he was playing in. Which, I'm sorry, I have to chuckle a little bit. The irony of a guy who's never been traded and a guy who will never be traded commenting on this, got to tell you, is pretty funny. Because there is a double standard here. And the whole conversation that comes of this and with what we get, and we don't do this. We do this a little bit with the NFL because some of us can see it. Baseball, we really don't. The NBA, man, we we just get this feeling all the time. And I'm about to tell you what it is. But, man, the NBA, we we just love to guilt you, don't we? And that's not even the feeling just yet. We just love to throw this in. Man, it's so it's so tough. It's so tough for Harrison Barnes, who had no idea he was getting traded for them to show him on the TV. And he gave the look. If you watch that clip, which I think that's Fox Sports, if you watch that clip, he looks like you can hear the announcer saying that he's being traded to Sacramento for Justin, Z- Justin Jackson and Zach Randolph. Like the look he gives, like, are you kidding me? This is unbelievable. But boy, we love to guilt you, don't we? We do. It's the best feeling in the world to an NBA player. They love to do it. And it's not just LeBron who did it, which, again, is is basically the most hypocritical thing you could possibly do because it's ironic that a guy, again, who's never going to be traded and never has been traded comments on people being traded and says how it's ridiculous. Also, it's hypocritical when your team is maybe one of the most active, even though you didn't really get anything done, but maybe one of the most active at the trade deadline because for LeBron, I guess it's not okay to trade other players, 
but it's okay for them to leave. Okay, I get that. But if it's if it's not okay to trade, if if, if we feel that it is, remember he was very careful to talk about it being the business of it. Because the first thing I'm like to think is, all right, LeBron. Well, you know, Kyle Kuzma. I don't think America knows this. Uh, Kyle Kuzma has a coffee shop that he likes to go to every Saturday morning when the Lakers are in town. And he goes there every morning and he sits there with he and his his neighbor. He's got a neighbor named Duke. And Duke comes with him. They sit there and they drink coffee. And Duke tells him about the old days in L.A. And Kyle Kuzma nods his head and talks about what it is like today in the NBA. And it's a very fun time for Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma doesn't want to leave that, does he? Doesn't want to pack up and leave Duke. What's Duke going to do? Duke's an old man. Is Duke going to have to go to the coffee shop alone? LeBron, imagine poor old Duke sitting there at the coffee shop by himself. No Kyle Kuzma anymore. Anthony Davis isn't going to go with him. Anthony Davis is a very busy man. Anthony Davis doesn't even like coffee. Brandon Ingram. His paper comes to him every day. He likes to go to the market. Takes a drive up to West Hollywood. Goes and sees some of the screenings that go on. He's a big movie guy. Has a nice life in Los Angeles. Enjoys himself in Los Angeles. Why would he want to pack up and move? Why would he want to be moved there? Brandon Ingram's been a, a fine person and, in, and a pillar of the community in, in, in Los Angeles, California. We, we don't really know about this. Lonzo Ball, why would he want to leave Los Angeles? His father, his family from the L.A. area, why would he want to leave home, LeBron? Oh, but you get it's the business. Okay. By the way, that coffee shop story, that ain't true. Neither is the Brandon Ingram story. And hell, the Lonzo Ball is probably the closest thing to the truth, but I can't even tell you anything more about that. You see, these are the situations that we're in because when you're in a place, you do end up being comfortable there. You do end up liking things that go on there. And the other hypocrisy that happens out of this where a guy where they are in trade talks constantly or trying to trade talk and trying to basically strong-arm the New Orleans Pelicans on this while they're in trade talks, ain't because they just want to make their team better and there's no LeBron. They know they have an opportunity. They know they have a time frame because the guy's 34 years old, and they know there's some change that needs to be happening with that basketball team at 28 and 27, and maybe the Clippers, with the moves that they made, might be bowing out of the postseason. They know that's there, but he understands the business. See, it's okay for a guy to leave, but it's also okay for a guy to be traded. That's not how it works. You can't talk in one sentence about them being a piece of meat and on the other on the other end be the reason why these guys are traded. You can't do it. You can't have it both ways. It is the definition of hypocrisy. Because these guys aren't being moved just to clear some cap space, just to make things easier, just to entice somebody else to come. They're making these moves because of you. They wanted to make these moves because of you. It's the same thing that goes with what Kevin Durant said. Do we have the Kevin Durant clip? Let's hear it, Tom. Let's hear Kevin Durant in the totality. Go. I have nothing to do with the Knicks. I don't know who traded Porzingis. They got nothing to do with me. I'm trying to play basketball. Y'all come here every day, ask me about free agency, ask my teammates, my coaches. You rile up the fans about it. Uh, Let us play basketball. That's all I'm saying. And now when I don't want to talk to y'all, it's a problem with me. Come on, man. Grow up. Grow up. Yeah, you, grow up. Come on, bro. I come in and go to work every day. I don't cause no problems. 
I play the right way. Well, I try to play the right way. I try to be the best player I can be every possession. What's the problem? What am I doing to y'all? So, who are you? Why do I got to talk to you? Tell me. Does that is that going to help me do my job better? Nah, bro. I didn't feel like talking. I want to thank him. I want to sincerely, and I'm, this isn't being even sarcastic. I want to thank Kevin Durant. If it weren't for Kevin Durant saying that, like I would have, I would have talked about LeBron and the Lakers and the Pelicans. I would have pushed it back. I would have probably talked about the Super Bowl more today. We'd be talking more about Sean McVay and going over that corpse a week later. We would have done more of that. I want to thank Kevin Durant sincerely. Because even though he got something off his chest, he was feeling that way. And again, one of the thinnest skin athletes that you're ever going to find. And let me underline that and mean that sincerely. While, while he got that off his chest, he gave me exactly what, he, what I wanted. I want content. I'm a content provider. I'm trying to entertain you every single Saturday. He gave me what I wanted. It's a beautiful moment. Telling me to stop talking about what his future is. You're the one who signed short-term deals, not me. And if we want to talk about the basketball games, let's be honest, the basketball games don't matter during the regular season anymore. The Cleveland Cavaliers murdered the regular season in cold blood back in 2016. We'll talk about the finals a little bit. We'll give the Raptors their due. We'll wonder whether or not the Celtics can make a run. We'll wonder whether or not the, the, the Milwaukee Bucks can make a run in the East. We'll wonder whether or not Houston can make a run in the West or whether or not Denver's for real. We'll, we'll do that stuff. That's during the postseason. We're talking about the right now during the regular season when over half the NBA is packing it in and some of the teams are trying to lose on purpose. So because you've taken that away, because there is no question about the regular season, because there really is very little question about the postseason, it's either going to be the Warriors or one of another colossal upsets out there, and that's more than likely not going to happen. We only have your future to talk about. And to say that you're just a basketball player, no, 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 no. You're a professional basketball player. To answer questions or to give us what you did because he still did his job and what he did. Don't think that's lost on me. And again, I thank Kevin Durant sincerely for the little rant he went on. I thank him very, very much. He still did his job. As a professional basketball player, you are to entertain. You're paid tons and tons and tons of money. You're given tons and tons of endorsements. You're given all these accolades, and you are a fantastic basketball player. But you're not just a basketball player. You're a professional basketball player. So everything else that goes with it, including talking to the media, including giving your your real opinion on matters, and boy, did he ever, that's all part of your job, Kevin. That's all part of this. And what it brings me to is when you start to comment on it and we get the people who love to get in on social media and love to twist and go at the media because I can't believe you would ask Kevin Durant questions about his future. How dare you? I cannot believe you people give LeBron James the tough time that you give when he makes $35 million this year. Tom, how much does Kevin Durant make this year? Find out the number. I want to know their total worths, both of them. Because we're starting to pick this up, and and kudos to NBA players because they're starting to hoodwink you. They're starting to bamboozle you. You're getting the wool pulled over your proverbial eyes. Because I'm not talking just about hypocrisy. I'm not talking just about the irony of LeBron James talking about the business of trading people even though he's never going to be traded. It's, It's not just that. There's a different type of feeling that's going in. 
and and it's and it's coming to us from the NBA, and it doesn't happen in the NFL. Very little does it happen in the NFL, and it certainly doesn't happen for Major League Baseball. It never happens there. There is this feeling, and Kevin Durant, by the way, makes $31.5 million. Tom's texting it to me. Tom, you can just say it on the air. It doesn't matter, baby. I didn't want to interrupt you. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's actually $30 million. I was wrong. Thir- it's $30, 30 million. million. It's 31.5 oh. for next year. What's one and a half between friends? LeBron James is $35.6 million. $30 million and $35.6 million each. It's not just irony. It's not just hypocrisy. It's fake sensitivity. People talk about fake outrage and and how we like to go online and people are talking about Mary Poppins right now and in major news and on social media and how bad a racist Mary Poppins is and people are outraged on either side. It's fake outrage. It's people who don't have a lot to do so they go back and they watch The Wizard of Oz and they look at look at problems with The Wizard of Oz and say it's uncomfortable or they say it's offensive and they do the same thing with the old Mary Poppins. They do the same thing with basically everything out there because we were a bunch of people who, for whatever reason, even though we're busier than we've ever been we seem to be more bored than we've ever been and so we live online and so we can create characters for ourselves in the best way and the easiest way to do it and for us to stand up and say that we're better than everybody else is to be quote fake outrage but this is different this is fake sensitivity this is a group of guys who have been in the nba for 12 years and 15 years who have made hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars who employ many many people who are in charge of many, many people's lives, they hold their lives in their hands, both whether or not they're in their organization for the teams they play for or in their personal business. People make full-time living and able are able to find retirement bonuses and able to find benefits because of what these guys do. And they're the ones out there saying it, and I'm supposed to, as a fan, for whatever reason, feel sorry for you because I can't stand the media, the fake media in, in Major League Baseball and the NFL and the NBA. Oh, especially that terrible NBA media. Oh, so tough. So tough is the NBA media. They, they just, every single night, I can't believe, you know, the Warriors, they've won everything there possibly is to win. And the players are as good as they possibly can be. But, man, we, they just continue to poke and prod and get in the way of all these things, even though guys don't want to sign long-term contracts. Like Kevin Durant continuously t- signs short-term contracts. So, obviously, because we don't have any fun anymore during the regular season, we have nothing to do to have fun but to wonder about his future. But when we do wonder about his future, see, we're insensitive. I'm sorry, your sensitivity went out the window when you got the money, when you had the people defending you on that. There's no more sensitivity. We've gotten this mixed up. We have people who are more sensitive towards guys who make $35 million a year than we are towards people who are the regular fans. And to sit here and to tell me that, well, of course, when a player wants to leave, You guys talk about him being a turncoat. Let me find the quote. Ungrateful, selfish, when a franchise player wants to leave. Of course. You know why? Because you win and we don't. That's why. It's not hard. It's really not hard to figure this out. A person who is born and raised in Milwaukee will more than likely be a Bucs fan. 
in that person being a Bucks fan, holds on to Giannis Antetokounmpo like their own son, like their own brother, like their own family member. They love and they adore that person because the team that they root for has a chance because a team is a tribe and a fan base is the same way. And it's a way we can bring all this together. It's a civic pride. It's a community that comes together. And most of those people, and we don't want to admit this, but it's the absolute truth. And if you want me to get dark and mysterious about it, I will. Most of those people who were born in Milwaukee, most of those people who were born in Cleveland, in Detroit, in Oklahoma City, in New Orleans, wherever it might be, one of those NBA towns, they were born there, they will live there, they will die there. That's the way it is. 20% of us might go, might go somewhere else. The rest, we are born there, we are raised there. We live there, we die there, and we raise future generations who will do the same. So the Bucks aren't just an NBA entity. The Pistons and the, and the Thunder and the Cavaliers aren't just an NBA entity. They become the fabric of what is us because for us, our lives can be tough. Our lives can really be tough. Not, not, not you're tough because you have to answer some questions to the media, those damn media jackals coming after you. I know, it's really tough. It's really hard. Somehow you've made it where I feel more sympathy for you as the guy who makes 30 plus million dollars a year and has the endorsements and has the movies and has everything else coming in and has the adulation. And by the way, 20, 30 years from now, we'll be beloved no matter what any of this is because we never like to tell bad stories about former players. You're that guy. But for some reason, I feel better. I feel worse for you than I do any regular Cavs fan out there, any regular Bucks fan out there, any regular NBA fan out there. Of course they feel that way because you're leaving a situation which they can't. You don't like Milwaukee, and I'm just using Antetokounmpo as, a, as an example. Hopefully he doesn't leave, but there's always that fear. And you sit there and you wonder, well, God, could he ever go? Could he ever leave us? Where would we go again? And it's just one more little knife in the back towards the regular NBA fan in a non-major market. You think they're going to take that easy? You think they're going to like that? You're leaving them. They love you. You are a vessel to their enjoyment. And because you provide them something great, something that they can hold themselves up high, which is sports, and you can say that's sad, but that's the truth. You talk about sports and how much of a civic pride it can be and how much how excited a person can be from their favorite team finally reaching the, the plateau of what you were hoping for your entire life for the first time since maybe 1971. If there's that possibility, and then you leave, please, how else are they so? Well, it's a business, and I understand. No. Last night, Anthony Davis got booed when he went back to New Orleans. First game back since the injury, quote-unquote. I can't believe I got booed. What do you mean you can't believe he got booed? Chris Paul left. You're about to leave. What do you mean you didn't believe you're going to get booed? Of course people are going to boo your ass off. Those people are from New Orleans. They were born there. They'll live there. They'll die there. You're going to go. And then they'll draft another guy, and guess what? He's going to go. And they'll still be fans until they decide to not be fans, and then they'll just blame it on the Pelicans, and then they'll eventually move the team. This isn't hard. This is not hard. This is not a hard principle. But for some reason, and maybe it's because we are more fans of certain players than we've ever been before. They're the ones that preach to us. There is a fake sensitivity that goes out there. I feel way worse for a regular Pelicans fan or a Thunder fan or wherever it might be than I do any one of these players. It, you, it's the business you've chosen. 
there is a great, great reward to being a professional basketball player. Underline that word. It's a great, great reward. And you, in turn, can effect change in society with what we do. You can do that. But when you're asking for my sympathy, no. I understand that you came from a rough background. You are talking to people who are still in that rough background and who will probably always be in that rough background. You were able to rise up and overcome. You were able to affect change. You were able to do those things. And for that, I will respect you and I will salute you. There are good deeds that Kevin Durant, LeBron James, and, and, and Anthony Davis and these players do. And I will never not remember that. They will always be given that credit for being able to do it because they got more money in our po- their pocket than we do in our pocket. And they're able to take care of people. And I'm okay with that. And I will respect them, and I will give them their due when it's needed. But if you think I'm going to sit here and feel bad for Harrison Barnes because he got traded, if you think I'm going to sit here and I'm going to feel bad, or any fan should feel bad, because Kevin Durant had to answer some tough questions, please, get out of here with that. Irony, hypocrisy, but the worst of it all, fake sympathy. And it runs rampant. In the NBA. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Peter Schwartz coming up with the update very, very quickly. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Justin Termini, NBA Today on Sirius XM NBA Radio. He'll join us at 1135, 1140 a.m. Eastern. Five burning questions, 1220 p.m. Eastern. Going to want to hear him. I think we're going to get into Bates over the universal DH. I might just get into it with Tom at the top of the hour. I'm not sure because I want to fight him on it. Also, uh, Vinny Bonsignore, he will join us. Uh, NFL and L.A. Rams writer for The Athletic, also NFL insider, L.A.'s 570 AM Sports. He'll join us at around 1240 p.m. Eastern. 855-2124-CBS. Got calls on this. Are you on the player side or on the owner side when it comes to the NBA? And, of course, we're on the team side. That coming up next. Also, a good craftsman never blames his tools. Sean McVay didn't blame Jared Goff. But you know what? He had every reason to. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. It's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's brought to you by Geico. I bet you didn't know the great news. That you could save 15 minutes or you could get 15% or more off your car insurance in just 15 minutes by switching to Geico. Higgins would have saved a ton back in the 80s. It was that good with Geico. So go on over there, geico.com. It's a fantastic website. They're fantastic people. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. I was going to talk a little bit about Sean McVay. I want to hold that off for just a moment. We got calls. I want to play this Anthony Davis clip from last night. Tom, hit it. Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. I'm going out to him. Play basketball. So you, you were surprised by that reaction? I was, but hey, it's life, man. Some people are not going to like you. Anthony Davis, he was pretty good in his return. And he was surprised, a little bit surprised, by people booing him when he came out there for his first game back since the <clears throat> injury. So he was back, and some people were booing him. He's a little bit surprised by that. I'm thinking, how could you be surprised? And then my first thought was, I go back to 2010 when LeBron left. And there were some very strong things said to LeBron, and LeBron said he was surprised. Guys, forget, this is still going to be a player's league. It's that way. And I still believe in fake sympathy. I think it's ridiculous the way that we treat some of these athletes. And I understand that life can be tough, but I'll get to that coming up here in a second because I think I'm going to take a call about that. 
But I also can look at this and go, well, what else do you want the fans to do? There are, while, the, while New Orleans is not a great basketball city by any means, there are still hardcore Pelicans fans who want that team to win. And you're leaving them. And they live vicariously through you. It's that simple. And for when LeBron talks about, well, you treat these guys like they're turncoats and they're these Benedict Arnolds, yes, we do. You're leaving my favorite team. I no longer get the enjoyment of you playing for my team, and also I no longer get to brag that you're on my team. I no longer get to wake up and look at the Pelicans. If I'm a Pelicans fan after this year thinking, boy, we're going to be able to get together something here soon, and we have a shot at this thing. You don't have that feeling of being special. Go ask a Saint, and a Pelicans fan's the same thing as a Saints fan. You ask Saints fans, why do they feel special? Drew Brees. Why do Patriots fans feel special? Tom Brady. It's the NBA. Why would a Laker fan feel special? Well, you're in L.A. There is something where you're arrogant about that as a Laker fan, but you feel like you would have a chance here in the future because you have LeBron. It's not hard. And so when you don't have these guys anymore, you're going to blame them for leaving you because you're not leaving. And people think that's some sort of a, well, this is hypocritical of the fan. Yeah, to a little bit of a degree. But you can pack up and go much easier than any regular fan can. And players are honestly... And players get used up. We do this in the NFL all the time. You get used up for, for a number of years, and we just get rid of you. And I liken it to the family dog. You love the family dog. Everybody loves the family dog. And, and you, you hug him, and you pet him, and you feed him, and he's there at your bed, and you absolutely love him. And when the dog dies, you feel so sad. It's very, very difficult. And then in about a year, you get a new dog. When a player retires, you feel so sad. I can't believe this. This all-time great. This all-time great's leaving us. Thanks for the memories, man. Thank you so much. Such enjoyment, such wonderful feelings with me and my family. I'll always remember the times we took you to the park, just like I always remember the times we went to the stadium and we watched you play. I always remember the times that we went to the arena. Oh, I'll always remember it forever. Thank you so much. Then the next draft comes, and here comes a new puppy. It's not hard. And you could you could fight against it as a player. That's that's the way things are. That's the way you were when you were a kid. 855-212-4CBS. Jared in Dallas, Pennsylvania. It's a real city. You're next up on CBS a, Sports Radio. Yes, yes, sir. Uh, good morning. Yes, it is a real city, northeast Pennsylvania. Um. So I, I love that monologue before you had, man. That was that was good. I, I agree completely. And I don't have much compassion for uh, an Anthony Davis, especially not a Kevin Durant. It, you know, one of the hardest things in your job is, is answering questions from the media. I mean, you know, cry me a river. That's not a big deal to me. However, however, you lost me when you mentioned Harrison Barnes. And let me, I'll tell you a very quick story. I'll get to my point. I'm a huge Redskins fan. I know this is a different sport and a different atmosphere because it's, it's, it's a coach. But I heard Joe Gibbs speak a long time ago and he brought up something that he said never came out to the media he said after his first retirement uh he was offered to be the, the head coach of the dallas cowboys and was offered to be the highest paid head coach and he said he didn't even think twice about it he turned it down because he didn't want to break the hearts of redskins fans going to the rival um you know and he knew what it would do to the city to the fans and everything else now i understand again a coach not a player nfl not nba but I look at the Harrison Barnes situation, and I think that that is completely different. You know, like Joe Gibbs, he got you know he he fell in love with the city of Washington. He had roots in Washington. He had charities. You know, Harrison Barnes 
did a lot of stuff for the city of Dallas, and he has done a lot of stuff for the city of Dallas. So I think it's it's kind of strange to say to not have any compassion, to not have any kind of, um, you know, feelings towards these players. Even though Harrison Barnes is a multimillionaire and can do what he wants, you know, he did not choose to leave Dallas. So when there's a player that, that gets traded away that has to uproot from their city, you know, get their – I don't know if he has kids, but, you know, take his kids out of school, leave his neighbors, mm-hmm. leave his – you know, friends, family, whatever. I do have compassion for players like that. Again, Kevin Durant, no, because he's choosing to leave. Players there, choosing to leave. So I, I will I think, say, Jared, you know, Jared, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Fisher up. Go ahead, bud. Yeah, I was just saying. I think there's a big difference. You know, players that get traded away. You know, I, I just, you know, I, my wife and I sold our house two years ago, and my son was born there, my daughter was born there, and it was hard to leave the house. So I can't imagine these players that have charities and everything else in the city, like you said. You know, the fans in the, in the city fall in love with the players. I think a lot of players fall in love with the cities as well. So, oh, I think, I think, I think there's that possibility. And I, I mentioned that, and I said that at the very open, Jared, and thank you very much for the call. I'm sure there's some things that Kyle Kuzma has got accustomed to in Los Angeles with Brandon Ingram. Now, I made up that story about the coffee shop, and I said so then, and I'll say so now. I don't know if he goes to the coffee shop with an old man named Duke who lives next door. I would probably bet he doesn't. They They become accustomed to these things, but... And this is going to seem like I'm throwing a big blanket on the whole thing, but it's the truth. That's what the money's for. Like Harrison Barnes, I'm sure, likes the city of Dallas a whole bunch. But a Mavs fan is more excited about the other opportunities that they can get with the moves that they've made for their future than they are about having Harrison Barnes around. It's just a simple fact of it. Harrison Barnes makes $24 million a year. And Part of the reason you make so much money is that there is that inconvenience. There are certain scenarios where I can't say I'm 100% not caring about the player. There's been a couple scenarios. I know here in Cleveland we had a player whose wife uh, was very, very ill, had some complications uh, with a pregnancy that was going on, and the baseball team here in Cleveland decided, hey, we're not going to trade him. He is off the trade deadline because of everything that's going on here. they got to go over to the hospital all the time, so... We're not going to trade him. So it's it's one of those things that, that matter a little bit more. I, I have sympathy for that. But for the most part, you're paid so much money, so you deal with the trades. You know, there's, there's a GM plant in Lordstown that's getting ready to shut down next month. There's about 1,200 to 2,000 people. There's going to be people who move across the state or move across the country. I, I have sympathy for those folks. You know, they're not paid for that change. Or that's not part of their base salary is that change. But when you're making what an NBA player makes, that's part of the deal of what you have. That's why you get so much money. Is that you have the wherewithal to be able to make this as smooth of a transition as you possibly can. And there is something where we've been doing this for quite a while. You have the right of free agency. And in the end of it, you have the right to do something else. A lot of players and... I would understand that Harrison Barnes probably has a good, strong connection to the community in Dallas. You can always go back. You can always be a part of the community if you want. You have the funds. You have the wherewithal. You're able to do so. So maybe there's a smidgen of sympathy, but there's very, very little. And I'm not going to give fraudulent sympathy to most guys when this is, again, this is the job that they have. There's no surprises about this. The trade-off is the money. So to tell me, oh, you guys don't know what it's like. Don't know what what's like. To be asked ask questions? We don't know what it's like. Yeah, I, I don't know what it's like. I don't know what it's like to have the convenience 
to be able to do things that most people in the world can't do. And I think a lot of players forget that. Patrick in South Carolina, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, Ken. Thanks for taking my call. Glad to have you, Patrick. Hey, awesome point, man. I totally agree with you. I just wanted to uh, get a further explanation of uh, NBA players hoodwinking and bamboozling the owners because I feel the same way, but I just want to hear your point so I can further it. Well, as far as the owners, I think it's more of the I think it's more of the fans. I think owners sports is odd to me, Patrick, because it's the only entity, maybe politically here and there, but I don't want to go down that road right now. Right, right, right. Uh, sports is the only thing where we take billionaire side over millionaires. You know what I mean? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, because yeah. we're fans of the team, and ultimately, what's good for the team, what we believe is good for the team, we'll take that side. Go ahead. So I also agree with that because what LeBron James is doing when he's uh, heckling the referees about a call, it's more than just a basketball call, I feel. It's more of the power thing. He wants to make sure that no other player that comes after him will have the same struggles that he had. So he's getting on these guys about the call, and we think he's crying, but really it's about business. So when it translates to marketability and uh, free agency, it correlates. And oh, the call? Oh, I see. I think it's I think it's reverse, Patrick. I think it's reverse. I think he looks at a guy like Michael Jordan, and he is a student of history with basketball. I always I'll give LeBron credit. I'm not a LeBron hater by any means. I think he's a student of history of the game and certainly studies Michael has studied Michael's past, and I think he at times gets very upset because he knows Michael's get he knew he knows Michael gets calls or got calls that he's just never going to get. I think that's the reason he gets upset. Because of his size, he's, yep. the, uh, he's, he's the new he's the new freak, if you will. Uh, yep. So, uh, take, thank you for taking my call, Ken. Thank you very much for making it, Patrick. Yeah, I've always felt that about LeBron. I've never felt that he's gotten calls that other guys would have gotten, and people can't stand that. He's, look at him; he's six nine. He's two hundred and seventy pounds. <laughs> he puts his head down; he goes right in it. He does not get calls the way other guys get calls. Isaiah Thomas would get those calls. AI, because AI was a wrecking ball and small. He would get those calls. Sometimes he wouldn't just because we got to know that over the course of his career. Shaq, you had to guard him differently. Ain't going to send him to the line all the time. No one wanted to be that bored. They'd still be playing in Orlando. LeBron doesn't get those calls. I think it's reverse with him. Jason in Birmingham, Alabama. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Ken, big fan of the show. Um, Good to have you, Jason. I wanted to uh, say a couple of things about the analogy with the uh, dog and the puppy and kind of moving on. So oh, please. A little bit. Well, the way that the human brain works is typically and the way fans presume things. So a lot of people get upset when their girlfriend breaks up with them, right? Mm-hmm. You know, people get medicated over these things. The difference with, with that is that person chose someone else. That person is still on this earth. So your brain works of goes over and over of ways that things that you did wrong, things oh, that you could do to fix it, right? So this is a great point. When, when, when you're dead, when you're dead, it, it's over. That's it. Mm-hmm. So when your dog dies, the reason you're okay and get a puppy is because there's nothing you can do to change that. It's, yes. it's the end of all end. It's fu- final. So the way that yep. this would work would be if your dog was still alive and then chose after feeding it, taking care of it, pampering it, sleeping by the bed, everything you said, chose to run away with your third house down the road neighbor, and then they moved to Boston. <laughs> that would hurt a lot worse than it dying. You know what yeah. I mean? 
No, I, I think your first I think your first one was perfect because that's the way it is in a, in a sports sense. You you develop that identity. You're with that person. It's together. It's not just your team. Look, the Patriots right now. It's not just the Patriots. It's Tom Brady and the Patriots. If Tom Brady, for whatever reason, during the prime of his career, he's a little bit older now. But if he was the prime of his career were to leave the Patriots, people have been going nuts. But if he right. reaches an end, if he reaches his retirement, people will cry over Tom Brady's retirement because this is an end. It's sad. You remember the memories, but by the time the next draft comes around, you're going to be wanting your next quarterback. But you're so what? right about that. You're so right. In that, in, in the in the backlash of that, if Tom Brady is still alive, there's going to be that faint sense of hope that when he retires that somebody might want to pay him for another year to go somewhere else. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, there's that possibility. Jason, you're so Have right, and I, th- I thank you very much for the call. That's the truth. And there's some people they there's some people who take the family dog dying harder than others. I had an uncle. My uncle was kind of weird. Tom's going to laugh about this, but it's true. He had two poodles at two different times. He had portraits made of both poodles when they died. And they hung in the hallway at his house. He had one of Buttons. And he had one of Randy with an eye. One was a gray poodle. One was a black poodle. And he loved those poodles like he would love a daughter. And when those dogs died, he was as upset as I've ever seen a grown man in my entire life. And he had portraits made after each one died. And he put them up in the hallway. We do the same thing. It's called the Hall of Fame. If he could have had a bust made of Randy and buttons, he would have done that and put them at opposite ends of the hallway. He could have had a hall of poodles. Like they have a Hall of Champions, the bus, at the Hall of Fame. We do the same thing in sports that we do for our dogs. Great player retires. We, we, we cry. We, we, we weep. It's one of the reasons men are allowed to get a little bit emotional. Man, that's sad. Got some great memories, man. Thanks a lot. Because it's not just the memory of that player playing. You also start to think about it yourself. Where was I during this great big moment? This, there was a part where me and dad, who dad might not be around, I got to share that moment with that player, with that team. We're all connected. But if a player leaves, damn you, I'm still here. You're leaving? To hell with you. And that's not, that's not just the way it is now. There should be a way, and this is for the health of the NBA and for the health of professional sports, that should pretty much always be the way. Because you always are going to need fans of teams to fill things out while teams are struggling or while teams are building back up. 855-2124-CBS coming up next. Well, at 1140, we have Justin Termini. Coming up next, a good craftsman, he never blames his tools. Sean McVay, he never blamed Jared Goff. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 